0: Three of the finals, the top four. Now the final four, and this man, Sean Ormerod, might only have a week and a bit left in his job because remember, all the bookies <laughs> are going to be cleaned out if Penrith win the comp. Yeah. So please say prayers for this man, See Sean Ormerod. world's smallest violin from the punters. That is, they don't no, care. No, they want no, no. If the anything, up. we always feel sorry for the bookies. Um, Joel Kane. Lovely to see you back. I thought you were on family business. Yeah. I thought your kids were playing sport because that's where you're always run around, chasing, chasing the, the four of them. Not the case. Where <laughs> were you last week while Matt Rogers amiably... <clears throat> Is sat in a chair. How good
1: was he, Matty Rogers first? Very good. One, who I recruited, by the way. Mm. Not like some insecure coaches back in the day where <laughs> get weak people around you so they're not a threat. For me, I go for the very best. And Matty Rogers, that was outstanding. Yeah, your tip was a bit how you going, but that's fine. Oh, um, oh there, there, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> There's, There's a now, knife. To all the viewers, <laughs> to all the viewers, what well, we need to do here is to adjust the rear view lens. There's 210 games behind us. And now look through the front window. There is three games remaining to decide this competition. And on this very program, we may have some clues. Penultimate week. Yes. Sure. Penultimate. Yes. Penultimate week. You see
0: hey, two of the three pick nines, that is the brackets that we picked that are still alive. So, yep. you say with such glee two out of the three are still alive. Not about Clearly you. Clearly, mine went down in. Not about you. I was in, in New Zealand on Saturday. It is one of the most unforgettable experiences really? of my, well, you know, however long I've been doing footy. I, I've never heard sustained noise mm. for 18 minutes. The Warriors fever is real. Um, and, I, you know, listening to a lot of talk back a couple of days before, I, I'm telling you, we've got something very special. I, I just hope this isn't a flash in the pan. I suspect it's not. The town was buzzing. There was more interest in the WAS than the All Blacks. Now again, I don't, I'm not saying it's gonna take over Rugby Union, but there's something a bit special going on over there. It, absolutely. It sounded like an English Premier League game. Yeah. The singing in the second half, I think when they knew the game
2: was over, and what about Sean Johnson, we just sent him, he basically did a lap of honour. They, <laughs> he got removed from the field with about 10, 15 to go, but made sure that was just the opposite end of the field
1: and went around the whole did, <laughs> yeah, did yeah, a yeah. whole lap, just getting the crowd up and about, but it looked unreal. now. Well, you're thinking the same as me. I'm thinking, get him off the field. Get him off. Now, I reckon the coach was thinking the same because if you looked in back play, Balen Couples, who's the blue shirt for the, the Warriors... He berated him, get off the field, as if he'd been asked a few times. And SJ wanted to stay out there and enjoy it. Is but it, anyway, it's a wonderful ride. Is there a man that knows more support staff
2: <laughs> at, at our old land than you? You know all the trainers, yeah. all, the, that, that all the
0: water bottles I'll give you this. Matt Rogers doesn't know who the uh, blue shirts <laughs> are. Uh, you've got him on that score. Um, now, there's some consternation about the 750 kickoff this week against the Broncos. And I, I'm all for the Warriors story and all for selling the game over there. I'm actually okay with this one. I think they sacrificed a lot, the broadcasters. Again, like bookies, we don't necessarily feel sorry for broadcasters. But they lost about 40% of their ratings last week because they moved yeah. the game from night time to daytime, which they had to do. They had to do that. You could not play the game over there at 10pm their time. I'm kind of with the broadcasters here. I think, come on, Kiwi fans can stay up once at 9.50.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm with them for this round, particularly the fact the AFL clashes with the Lions. It would be stupidity to have the Lions taken on the Broncos in the same town at the same time. However, I know the broadcast, and it's not the broadcaster's fault, the NRL signed off on it, Mm -hmm. but the Super Bowl, one of the biggest shows in the world... They change their time depending on where the game's being played to accommodate the masses, right? So last year it was played at Arizona, so they played at 4.30, so the Eastern East Coast could be watching at 6.30. If the game's played in the East Coast, they play at 6.30. If the Warriors are a big part of the plan, not even talking about this grand final, mm. if New Zealand are a dead set piece of this big plan, then we have to play at a time that is accommodating to them, don't we? <laughs> Again, it's not the broadcasters, but I reckon if the NRL went signing, the next broadcast deal said, listen, we have provisions for State of Origin and Grand Final to change the time whenever we want. Well, that's what they have to sign the same deal. deal. They
0: have to sign that, and therefore they dictate to the broadcaster, okay? Uh, The Grand Final is the one event you could put on at, say, 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, and I don't think it would have any impact on the ratings. The proof of that was the Matildas. The ratings they got on a Saturday afternoon at 5 Mm p.m., Because the popularity was such, it it superseded time slots and people changed their plans around it. And Public holiday in New South Wales the yep. next day. It's a it's almost a no-brainer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sunday exactly. afternoon that'd be. unreal. I'm not great. sure preliminary final qualifies no, no, in okay. that in that regard. So I do look. It, it's unfor- it's not perfect, but it's 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 what we've got. Uh, we've got some cracking clutch players left in this competition. And I'm cherry picking here. You got. Uh, Nathan Cleary, you got Rhys Walsh, um, Sean Johnson, as you said. Uh, Cam Munster, nowhere near it this year. But yet the one play they need yeah. at the end, that's what this bloke is about. He did it in origin. Uh, who, who would you rather have all your... If you're going to die on someone's hill, who would, who would you want it to be of that, of that
1: quartet? If You go. Yeah, yeah take I, um, I think if you had to guarantee, I think Munster... There's bad. two
2: scenarios. If it's a field goal scenario, give me Cleary every day of the Lokey, week. But if, if you need a, a try to win it, just like Melbourne did last week, I think you want the ball in yeah. Munster's hands because he so can just make stuff happen
0: that really no one else can. Uh, oh, geez, Cleary, just give me him any day of the week. Uh, do you not think he's the best player in the comp by a million miles right now? Oh, probably. I,
1: I, the one thing it's, not a, it's not a million miles. Well, I think Cleary's got a real dilemma here because you either play Jerome Luai... I thought Cleary, Cleary as the man, with Cogger as the sort of Robin, to his Batman. Mm-hmm. It sort of works. You, you have to pick Jerome if he's fit, but it's a, it's a tough decision.
0: Get to that in a moment, just a quick one. Well done to the Newcastle Knights, but did we just see the typical teams have their grand final. Hopefully for the Warriors, it's not the case for them this week where they have their big game in the finals and then that's that's pretty much it. Their grand final was a week ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Against Canberra.
1: They struggled, I thought, with a I wouldn't say reserve grade forward pack for Canberra, mm. but that forward pack was up against it against the young Canberra Bulls. Yeah, They were always going to find it hard against this big pack.
2: This is what killed them as well. I think they touched the ball or completed two or one set in the first 15 or 20 minutes or something ridiculous and the Warriors... Um, cashed in points early, and the game was pretty much over. The, the, it almost turned into an arm wrestle for the next 30, 40 minutes, but Knights just couldn't score. And then a couple of tries
0: late really sealed the deal. Yeah. Uh, well done to the Knights for getting it, getting back into the game. I thought at 16-10 yeah. they were a serious chance. So that was last week. Let's start a look ahead to the games this week. A couple of great matchups: Uh Penrith and Melbourne now... Uh, Melbourne Storm have never been this big an underdog in a final under Craig Bellamy. Not even close. But it is the old foes, the grand final from a few years ago, prelim final from last year. So it's again another finals meeting, third in four years. Uh, Penrith convincing winners both times they've met. One of them, Jerome Hughes, wasn't playing. But Joel, they absolutely smashed up their forwards, Melbourne, in both contests. Are you sensing anything different to, uh, tonight on Friday night at uh, Accor Stadium?
1: They're going to come out guns blazing. So you can't give Penrith a lead. They are the best front runners. You've got to start Nelson. You've got to start Harry Green, And you've just got to try and take the lead. And if you leave with 20 to go, hold on for grim life. You've just got to do that. Um, Ivan Cleary versus Bellamy, two of the better coaches we know in the modern era, or of all time for that matter. They've met four times in finals. And the biggest margin in the actual try department is one try. The biggest margin, eight points. So... You have gotta respect Craig Bellamy here, and it's not a tap in. It's absolutely not a tap in. Not forgetting last year, this Penrith led twelve, were trailing twelve nil to South. Mm. One more try for South, they maybe miss out on last year's grand final. Yeah. It's not easy to make grand finals.
2: I, I just can't get the week one finals game, the start of that, with the Broncos forward pack absolutely demolished the Melbourne Storm. Didn't cash in with points, but it's a big number. Twelve and a half in a final. I think what Panthers are going to go to first and foremost is what they always do, is defence first.
0: They'll chip away, try and score a couple of tries off the back. 12 and a half, though, should. Yeah. To be. Mm. They've won 11 in a row though, Penrith, against Top 8. 11 in a row, conceding 8 points a game. There's a that, reason why they're giving up 12 and a half, because mm. they, they don't just win these games, they thump their opposition, and they just don't let them score. They've won 7 finals straight now, conceding 9 nine tries in 7 finals. Yeah, I, I back Craig Bellamy to just, the,
2: it'll be just a scramble-a-thon in defence um, The Storm, and the Panthers' attack, as good as it is, they do score a lot of points, but Structurally, I don't think it's that red hot. No. And I think the storm can just scramble their way and keep this to a bit of a, um, a very, very tight affair. So at twelve and a half I have to be with. Wow. Plus. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: Have to be. Jeez. Prelim final. Twelve yeah, and a half. I'm, with Sean. Oh, I'm I'm very keen on that. Well, you think they can win? I think they can win, but I'm definitely on the plus. Mm. Wow.
0: Okay. Uh, don't forget they've got their injury woes as well, Jerome Hughes, perhaps a little better yeah. off than um than uh, Jerome Luai, but at the same time, it's a calf. They're nasty. They're vigly. Well, if, if his calf comes back half as good as Sean Johnson's calf,
2: then they're, they're yeah. well in it. He must have been at 95% yep. in that first game, and they just said
1: no, because the way he started that game, there was no nibble there at all. You have to, he has to play, because you need a kicking game to beat them. there yep. be any chance. Yep. He has to play.
0: Uh, all right, I, I've just seen here, a special for Fox League, I knew he was going to inject something. I knew he was going to give us something special. Here is Joel Kane's brand new segment here on Get Em Onside. Oh, look at this.
1: Fancy graphic. Then <laughs> adapt or die, right? So the coach's corner comes in because the ideas committee was under siege. Yeah, we So adapt it. or die. Mm. Here's what I've done. I've gone through every single conceded Panther try this year. Now. What you need to do for the Panthers is a couple of things. Is It's almost as though you need to earn the right. You need to go up and touch their goal line. In other words, get tackled short to be any chance of scoring. Otherwise, they're too athletically too far out. The other opportunity is on the right-hand side. The left-hand side gives you next to nothing. The right-hand side is where they need to target. What I'm about to show you is Dylan Edwards is the indicator. He quite often puts himself in the line. He parks himself wherever he can on the short side. Now, that's a mirage. So when people look up on the short side... Well, there's numbers on numbers, but what that does, it gives him an extra head in the middle of the field. So he's there as a mirage, he doesn't want to be there. So what you're gonna see here is when Dylan Edwards is on the short side, you either run to him, because he's gonna wanna pull out of the line to worry about the kick, or you go away for him with the kick. Look at this, so he's on the short side. So what he does, it gives confusion to those inside him as well. There's the kick from Crossland. When he's on the other side, he can't get to the kick. So you either kick when he's on the other side, or you run to his side, where he wants to pull out of the line. People next to him know he's going to pull out. It gives them a little bit of uh, uncertainty. This one here, the next one is a beauty. Hastings sees him there. He he knows he wants to pull out of the line. James Bond. He's a mirage. (laughs) Look at this, he's a mirage. He pulls out (laughs) of the line. He was there purely for aesthetics. Hastings sees it and jumps upon him. So when you earn the right and get yourself up on the line, Where's Dylan Edwards? If Edwards is on the side you want to go to, you run or pass. If he's on the other side, you kick because he hasn't got time to get there. And there was many of those examples.
0: Wow, there's a lot to digest oh. there. Too smart for me. I knew, a- I knew he was in for a big shot. Have you elevated your goals? Because remember, for years here on this show, you've always wanted to be the goal-kicking coach to the stars. I don't want to Have be Have you coach. abandoned that? You know, you beg Nico Hines yeah. and you beg this, <laughs> yeah. beg this person that you know, you're, you're coming in two-angle
1: or you're not coming in uh, that a job enough. interview. So, as I said, the line breaks and tries scored against Penrith, it is definitely their right-hand side. Mm-hmm. You've got to go that side and if Edwards is going to be up in that line, a bloke who can run to a narrow line is this bloke in the big stage Cameron Munster he loves that tight line and if he sees Dylan Edwards in the line he's got to go for him this is the type of thing Harry will be looking for now admittedly this is on the open side but it's just to give you an example of what can happen if they see Dylan Edwards there Munster has got to go for that line but first and foremost, you've got to earn the right and get tackled just short of the line like this. Uh, they're a big chance.
0: All right. Jeez, you've talked yourself into this. Haven't wow. you? Melbourne. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm almost now thinking, Penrith, don't bother turning up. Impossible to get to <laughs> four grand finals in a row. Why are they even going to be at this game? Uh, we've got a break here. And then when we come back, oh, this man, Sean Normarod, he lets rip with what were they thinking. And we look ahead at the Broncos and the Warriors. Get them on side. Previewing Broncos Warriors shortly as we try and find a winner there. Don't forget, as always, you can watch us on KO, on YouTube, and the audio format where there's a, a few extras as well. Let's get them on side. Uh, but but this, this has to be part of the big version. What were they thinking? Yes.
2: That's right, Shug, sure, I'm sure you missed this last week. Where I'm the uh, McGuire, but here. that's
0: okay.
1: No, I'm talking to uh, Joel Cain oh, over there. Uh, a this guy. segment, sorry to interrupt, he mm. got spotted this week. <laughs> he He's just moved, right, <laughs> down to the uh, the southern areas, and he got spotted by a <laughs> loyal viewer, <laughs> yes. um, didn't you, shorty boy? Are you that bloke
2: that does that segment? What were they thinking? Yeah, no, right. like that? Let's get it back on track. Now, the, the Bunnings backyard white chair, famous all yeah, around yeah, Australia, yeah. and the backyard's a safe place for the white chair. One place that isn't safe though, the boundary of the AFL game. Now, we're going to get to rugby league in a second, but let's just have a quick look here. This is Zach Butters from St Kilda. He, uh, now, this is the, the, oh, the water girl's so... chair that she sits on throughout the game. He just picks That's it up and really... turfs it a bit
0: disrespectfully, yeah. I would have thought, Dan. I'd... Slow-mo there. Yeah. You know he... what, I don't know that particular gentleman. Yeah, but it doesn't shock. He, me. he wouldn't be welcoming. There uh, is a sense of entitlement
2: with certain
0: players from certain sports.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then sticking with the AFL, this is the big G train. Fraser Gehrig from this must be about 20 years ago, but he does something similar. Takes a mark, and then just goes, boss see you later." <laughs> <laughs> More of a toe poke, sort of. Uh, There's almost something action. charming
0: about that, though. I, don't, I can't explain it.
2: And he backed it up because he went back and slotted it straight through the guts. Yeah, now we are right. a rugby league show, so we're going to see one of the great chair-kicking episodes of uh, of all time. The grub, Josh Reynolds, gets simbined, uh, and he's not happy with himself, and he just goes, whoosh, car, yeah,
0: see mean, you later. What? That's quite dexterous to, to take out one chair but leave all the others intact. Yeah.
2: Now, I'm told there was a, actually a black armband worn the next week for that uh, said <laughs> uh, white chair by the Bulldogs, so well done. Rolling in item number two, Willie Mason versus, uh, or versus Tyson Gamble. A bit happened last week, and we've seen Willie's tweet after the Knights got knocked out. And he, he, he signs off with a, pick your battles, boy. You are below average. Have you ever seen an ex-player attack a current player like that? Especially kicking him when he's down.
1: Well, the bigger part is that he's on the staff at an opposing club. That's right. And a lot of a lot of yeah. the uh, retorts have been uh, leveraging off the Correct. position of yes. that club. Now,
2: I've got to be careful because I potted Adam Femill-Blake a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm going after Billy Mason. So apologies, Willie. I know you are watching. And the third one, Brian Fletcher, not of Fox League and SEN fame. This is the CEO of the Panthers. He came out with an absolute. This is a worldie, this one.
0: This has to be a joke.
2: It, it's got to be a job. But I, it
0: cannot I, be serious.
2: I got Gibbo, our esteemed producer, to fact-check this for me. This is apparently fair dinkum, where he says apparently the preliminary final games must be played on neutral turf now, simply because the Panthers are playing at Accor Stadium. He's saying it's unfair that the Broncos are playing at Suncorp.
1: I mean, Brian, what are you thinking? <laughs> where, where else are you going to play? Let me ask you this. So if you want to play at a neutral venue and you play at Accor Stadium, mm. how many fans would go to the Warriors versus Broncos in Sydney? <laughs> That's if you get
0: Warriors fans, you'd get twenty thousand. probably
1: what you twenty. Get. Yeah. But again, like, are we? Is it the New South
0: Wales Rugby League? Are we yeah. in nineteen eighty-seven? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I said this last week about a particular topic. Oh, it was Cameron George, the Warriors CEO, he pushed for something, and the, I thought the aim was clearly something in the middle. So you put the ridiculous claim mm. out there first, and I, I just don't know what the middle ground is here. This is why I can't understand the joke. I mean. They do a bit of complaining there at times that they probably don't need to. They're a wonderful club. They're a a golden run.
1: Uh, I I just play at Accor Stadium and move on. Speaking of the Panthers, can I throw in a last minute? What were they thinking? Are you getting involved in this season? I feel like Nico. Yeah, get involved. Um, The Penrith Panthers. Did you see this? The Panthers versus the Melbourne Storm. The training session. They're wearing Panthers. They, now, they, clearly, the in the pen, they, they clearly don't subscribe to uh, Bradley Charles Stubb, who said don't even mention their name. They're wearing the jerseys. Yeah, that's very strange. Please, thrush. please, Coach Whisperer. Coach Whisperer, my friend. Coach buddy. Whisperer. <laughs> All right, let's get to the
0: Saturday night game, Broncos versus Warriors. Only the second time SunCorp's hosted a Broncos prelim final. The last time was 2015 when they towed up the Roosters. They did host one in 98 at the old QE2. Again, they towered up the Roosters. Uh, That's going to be a sensational atmosphere there. Sold out very quickly, as you would expect. Double-digit line again. So, again, we're looking at um, a very heavy favourite here, Sean. Mm. Uh, One meeting, round 13, Napier. Warriors were closer to full strength than Brisbane, and the Broncos actually won. It was a baby Broncos pre-origin side. Mm. If we were to read anything into that, which is probably nothing... Um, that's obviously a big plus for the Broncos. Yeah, I read um, absolutely nothing
2: into that result. What I do read into the week off at this time of year cannot be um, understated and I'm a little bit concerned around, you look at the Broncos strike, strike everywhere all over the park, the best right edge in the comp, 49 tries on that side. Montoya jams in, we saw DWZ uh, on that night, their first try on that left edge, that was just a a walkover job. I'm worried about the, the Warriors' edges and I think this is the moment where they've just this is their last weekend in finals they've had a great year but it comes to a stop and I think a pretty abrupt one I'm really keen on the Broncos the hard
1: thing for Montoya is that whenever Reynolds is on that right hand side he's a right footer he yeah. wants to kick Walsh has the kick so as a winger you sort of go into a I come up or stay and if he goes back they throw that long ball yeah. um, style make fights though boys I'll ask you this Sean Johnson leading triassist in the comp what side does he prefer right the seamer comes on the right hand side mm-hmm. yes I'm going to show you some tape of Ezra Mann. I've also gone through every try conceded by the Broncos. Here's Ezra Mann. This is Sullivan, not a big guy. So that's contact, right? So that's contact part of it, but it's the decision-making they're going to have to come up with as well. Here's a little bit of decision-making and contact, crashing through mm. on Ezra Mann. That's exactly where they're going to go. Mm. Here's a bit of shape they'll throw at him. Last time they played them, Dalin Wateni's Lezniak. Yes, they had a lot of players out, but mostly the left edge was there. He scored two tries. It's a worry for them. They've got to go after Ezra. All
0: right. about the jo- tape that we're saying? Yeah, well, he's got more. He's got more <laughs> because we move on. More Adam taped. Reynolds, 26 tries, which is the most in his career. Think about that. Think about that. He's uh, most tries in a season, but uh, that's how dominant he is on the right side. So we've got two right-side heavy attacks. Yeah, what
1: this shows here is uh, Adam Reynolds' tries on the left, he'll pass. His tri on the right, he wants to Kick. kick. Yep.
0: All right, give us a tip, Sean Ormeron. Uh Very keen on the Broncos, to cover the start. Are you thinking also what happened in Newcastle last week, faded at the end, might happen to the Warriors here? No, I'm on both teams with the start, Melbourne and really? the Warriors. Wow. I think one can win. Usually that's the trend. The last couple of years, at least one of the teams coming through the hard
1: way has won in the prelim final. Really quickly, Tigers of 2005 finish fourth, they get there, no current origin stars, which is the case of the Warriors and the two hot pots who everyone thought was in the grand final, Parramatta and the Dragons, remember that? Both bowed out.
0: Best atmosphere I've ever had in a game, Tigers-Dragons 05. Anyway, we're going to stop reminiscing. We're going to come back with our best bets right after this. Get them on side. Best bets coming up in a moment, but this is what you're used to towards this part of the show. He's going to take over again. Fire fire it off.
1: Okay, let's do this. Bambi. Now, Dan, Dan I owe a lot to Robbie Williams. 2003... After a Robbie Williams concert the first night, the wife and I got romantic. Oh. So I owe a lot to Robbie Williams. <laughs> I think
0: a lot of <laughs> <However, laughs> 18 year olds uh, too much info Robbie Williams for their concert. He's
1: since gone on an Australian Bruising rampage. The Tottenham Hotspurs, Ange Postacogli, it was brilliant, well received. But now, Robbie, you're pushing the pass. Quick Bruising. Yeah. Uh, you know What does it mean? Uh, Bruising is it. leveraging off somebody else. Exactly. You know, and he doesn't follow the AFL. And now this bloke Tom DeConing, here's what he come up with. And he's the best one we'll ever have The in
2: the air. The is in the air. Da,
0: da, 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 da. I can't believe no. it! Maybe well, last year. Okay. Do you think he's being paid by the AFL? possibly. Oh, I like that. That's where my cynicism I like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's the symbiotic relationship. Yeah, I do like that. Symbiotic. <laughs> the and best bets. We've got 30 seconds. Sean on
2: you're first. Yeah, I don't usually like backing big lines, particularly in prelim finals, but so much upside in the Broncos. Minus 10 and a half strike all over the park for the Bronx. Joel Kane. DWZ,
0: TRY. Because you two took the predictable ones, I took something a bit different. Warriors not to score in the first 15 minutes. I think Brisbane might come out absolutely pumping. Short odds, but we're going to put that in a multi. And we'll be back next week for the grand final edition of Get Em Onside.
1: Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.